Hello, good afternoon. Episode 55. 55, and we've been out in the snow today, making snowmen, and we got croissants yep. delivered to us at our gate yep. this morning as well. Well, we're snowed in, so there's no other... And we're snowed in. <laughs> yeah, we can't go anywhere. So this is a podcast in the afternoon with us just sitting with a big cuppa. Yeah. Yeah, so what are we yeah. going to talk about today? Um, whether you need a vlog for your business. So do you need a blog for your business? And the answer is yes. There we go, job done. Well, it was, okay, <laughs> the end. <laughs> and the next so, podcast will be. That was an easy podcast. <laughs> so you mean, um, right, okay, so so should people be writing blog posts or having blog posts written for their particular business? Yes. Irrespective um, of the type of business. Yeah, not should you have a, a blog business, as in, because that's obviously a thing in itself, is right. running a, a blog and can be a quite profitable business. But yeah. um, that's not what I mean. It's should you have a blog as part of your marketing strategy as part of your business is it a good idea yeah um and yeah absolutely it is um, and most people don't right in in fact I, I know i would say i know more businesses that don't write blog posts yeah. than i do, that do well and even if they do you know they they have a very sporadic never kept up to date well just, ours have been like that oh yeah um yeah and i'm not saying that we're we're foolproof on this but even even though ours definitely aren't up to date um when we do write a blog post, it's very thought out in terms of the mm. objectives and the uh, what the content is in it and making it search engine optimized SEO, um, which a lot of people don't do because they don't know to do that. They just yeah. think, oh, I've been told I've got to have a blog. I'll shove an article up there every now and then. And that's about it. Well, and it's weird in that most business owners know they should have a website. Yeah. So it's weird that they have a website and then they and they don't bother having a blog because mm. that's, a, to my mind... The blog section of a website is one of the most important aspects yeah. of the whole website, right? So, guys, if you're randomly hearing <laughs> or watching this and hearing some very noisy cat in the background, um, that would be our cat or one of our cats deciding that she wants to be as noisy as possible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's but it's, it's coming back to what I was saying, it's a fundamental part of your website at the end of the day, right? It's yeah, the one well, thing that can constantly get updated. Yeah, and it's it's a reason, it really kind of, well, I'll, I'll go through the reasons in a second as to, as to why you should have one and the benefits of it, but it, it, it really does kind of um, give you that connection with your audience um, yeah. and, and just, you know, a lot of authority and things that you can kind of build on and you, you can take it so many different directions and it kind of gels the whole thing together, really, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. So. But it's a difficult thing to do in that. And in, I mean, we've experienced this where we will write, we will set a schedule for blog writing and we'll, we'll release blogs every week mm. or whatever it is. And we'll, that'll last for a, a few months yeah. and then we'll be like we'll get distracted because it feels like a long-winded process it is um it also very much depends on your niche i think and and what you do because um, right. i've always found for smiley boo that it was really difficult to write blogs because how much can you say about a photo booth at the end of the day it's but it's easier for our franchisees because they're out there doing events yeah well, that's where i was going to yeah. go it's like one of the things we sell our franchisees all the time to do is every single event write a blog yeah it's that we should be telling a story about every single event that the whole network yeah. does and and but they i think our franchisees are, are a good example of what most business owners are like yeah. right, in terms of they, everyone accepts it's a really good thing to do, yeah. but you just don't do it. It goes, well, it gets pushed down the list. Yeah, of but it's it's another one of those things in in business that no one's ever taught you how to do it. Yeah, that's you true. You know, just just like 
accounting for most people or all sorts of things in business you don't get taught this stuff so no. you know and you suddenly get told oh you should be doing this and you're like oh god okay and then you've got to try and figure it out yourself um, yeah so. and again it's the one thing that in your because if you think most businesses now a vast majority of the the leads that they generate come from some form of online activity mm. whether that's social media or whether it's through their website yeah and um and we and a lot of people don't seem to have too many problems in terms of okay if i've got to create a content strategy i'll take some photos of my product or yeah. i'll tell a little story on that but yeah going back to the blog piece that there's a lot of benefits for a blog yeah. over social media posts right Cause... well and well as well as as i say it can gel the whole three things together i'll go through i've got 11 reasons as to why you should have a blog is that you telling me to shush so you can get on with it? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, and then I kind of move on to um, the best ways to create a blog and, yeah. and like the five um, things that you should have within within a blog that's, yeah. that will make a blog perform best for you. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, so the first one that I mentioned earlier is search engine optimization. So if you can write a fairly lengthy blog piece, so it needs to be at least 500 words, ideally more, more closer to 1,000, mm -hmm. um, with certain keywords in it. Um, so those of you that don't know much about search engine optimization, keywords are what you type into Google. So if you're looking for something... So this is um, all to do with websites, by the way, if anyone's yeah. completely, completely new to any of this and is wondering, I still don't understand it, you're referring to... When you say search engine optimization, yeah. you're talking about how a search engine like Google or any yeah. Bing or whatever finds your website. Yeah, by what people type in. Yeah. Um. So, for example, um, I've got a big birthday coming up, and just the other day, I was yeah, your fiftieth. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> not fifty. <laughs> I was typing in, um, you know, uh, birthday ideas in lockdown. Right. Um, you know, birthday ideas in winter because we're we're not quite in lockdown here in France, but everything is still closed. Mm. Um. So those kind of things. So if people have got blogs out there catering to that, I'm obviously going to be clicking on those posts and being yeah. taken to their products and their services. So, um, yeah, using keywords, um, and there's lots of other SEO test tactics as well, um, both what's called on-page, which is on your, your website itself, and off-page, which is lots of things like links getting people to your blog, which is far too detailed and in-depth for, for this particular podcast, but it's, um, it's, if it's something that you're interested in and you want to improve your ranking of your website, then doing some research on, on blog writing and SEO tactics is a good way to go. Yeah, definitely. Well, because most people, when they create a website, is they'll get they may have done it themselves on something like Wix, yeah, or they'll employ somebody to build the website for yeah. them, and it's a one-off thing yeah. normally, right? It's normally something they'll do. They might review it once every year or once every couple of years max, mm -hmm. but that content isn't something like they'll come up with an SEO strategy for the website. Yeah. And then it's done. And well, that it. in itself, just just having a regular blog post on your website helps in itself because Google likes fresh content. Yeah. So you're you're you know freshening up your website every week or however often you do it. So that Google likes that anyway. So. Well, not only does it like it, it's um it's just not the way the world works anymore. We talked about this on social media and just content creation in of itself. In that, it it's a constant storytelling that that raises your profile there is no one way to do something and set it and go and then leave it yeah. that, that doesn't exist anymore that might have existed a few years ago but but nowadays there's just too much noise yeah. if you're not actively creating new content every single day and every week yeah you, you're just not seen so yeah, if you're wholly relying on an SEO strategy for your website, it'll just disappear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next one is to be building a relationship with your audience. 
Um, so you can you can do that through the blog on its own as a, as a standalone thing on your website, but you can also use that blog to communicate with your audience. So through um, an email list, which working both ways, you can use the blog to build that email list as well. Um, but yeah, you can take those blog posts and use like excerpt, excerpts, excerpts, Etsy? excerpts. Oh, excerpt. <laughs> Yeah, now you got me. Excerpts. <laughs> it is excerpts. Excerpts, yeah. Excerpts to um to then put into a, a newsletter, um, and then that will get people to your blog, and that's more traffic to your website, which again increases your ranking. So there's there's lots of kind of benefits just in that in itself, and and I can give an example. Our um our accountants um firm, throughout all of COVID, has been um sending out kind of bulletins um mm. to kind of demystify all the government speak around like various help that's available and what you need to do and like when the VAT payments were deferred and all of this kind of stuff yeah. that you know if you've got to go and find that information out yourself oh, it's, it's in depth and very confusing so they've just been simplifying it and just sending it out and it's been brilliant um, yeah. and so helpful for all of their customers and I can guarantee so many people have really appreciated that and got a lot closer and then they've used those as information and blog on their website as well yeah I mean that's <laughs> I suppose this is a marketing side of me, but a smarter move for them would have been to hyperlink each one of those things back to their website. They may well have done. I uh, have. I've never seen it. Uh, have you read them? I've, seen, I've glanced <laughs> through it. I can recognise when something's hyperlinked. <laughs> but no, it's accountants stuff. Exactly, that's why I don't want to read it. it sound I do like open you. it because they say, Dear Lee, and then I'm like, oh, my eyes hurt, it's accountants. But um, but no, they they if you are doing excerpts, E X C E R P T S. Yeah, it's because yeah. of the P. That's why it's throwing me. Yeah. Um, if you are. P. Yeah, if you're breaking down blog content and reformatting it into things like emails or whatever it is, um, that's great that you're doing that. But you should definitely be hyperlinking that piece of content back to your website so yeah. that if somebody wants to learn more, they can just click and they're driven straight to your website. Yeah. If you're just taking that piece of content and then dumping it into an email with no other reference material. Yeah then it's a wasted opportunity. Uh, yes and no. I mean, because that particular example was really good for building relationships with their, with their um, existing customers. Oh, so yeah. Well, it made us feel a lot closer yes, to the accountant, exactly. yeah. probably more than in any previous period, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so it's a really good way to build a relationship with either with new people or, or your existing audience. Um, you can also get press to your website. You know, if you um, do a blog post, you can quite easily turn that into a press release. Um, and you can do what's called outreach. So you're sending your blog um, or links to your blog to other people and say, look, this is a new product or this is a new service or this is something interesting that's happened in our business and trying to get eyes on it that way. Um, and I gave an example of this in a, in a previous podcast where um, friends of ours uh, have a travel blog um, similar to ours when we were traveling and she posted about... Um, uh, situation where she lost her son for a few minutes uh, at the bottom yeah, of their yeah. show, yeah. Um, and that that just got picked up in a in a couple of Facebook groups, I think, in, and um, suddenly the press were interested, and she had people calling her, and it just went viral. For, it did probably yeah. go viral. Yeah, she got so, millions of views. Yeah, exactly, and that obviously all boosts her her website and her business, yeah. and um, you know whatever she wants to do off the the back of that. So yeah, I mean, blog blogs are great. In, for that kind of stuff in terms of they allow you to tell the story. Yeah. But they also act like long-form sales letters in, mm-hmm. in, in other ways as well, right? Yeah. So you can really go into a deep dive into an aspect of your product or yeah. service or, or your business yeah. where you wouldn't necessarily on, a, on an ad. Well, example. and also one of the other things is that they're, they're evergreen. 
Yeah. So even though if you write a blog post properly, it takes a lot of work because, you know, it's long, you've got to get your SEO content in there and you've got to make it interesting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you, you put it up there and then nothing happens and you think, oh, well, that was a waste of time. It's evergreen. So it's yeah. there for good. And, you know, somebody could pick it up six months time or a year's time yeah. and you'd still get that um, generation of content from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's a lot of the big, big blog writers out there get a huge amount of traffic based on content that they've written yeah. years ago. Yeah. So uh, what's that, four, four reasons so far? <laughs> um, have you done your usual numbers? I then? have. <laughs> uh, you can um, really get in depth on certain aspects. Like you, you were just saying about you can't on a, on a sales post so much. Right. But in a blog post, you can really get into the nitty gritty and explain and, and talk about case studies with some of your customers, um, you know, reasons why somebody would want to do it, really kind of tell a story, get inside someone's head. You can just go so much more in depth with it. Well, we noticed it with the with Smiley Booth, the, our photo booth hire company, where um, there were certain aspects of the hire service that we really wanted to push that was very that was very easy to gloss over in like a sales conversation yeah. or a sales pitch, right? So, for, for example, you would have... Um, you would have a customer that you'd be talking to and they'd and they and they'd be like, well, how many hours do I get? And how many prints do I get? And all of this kind of stuff. And one of the, the fundamental reasons why a lot of people would hire a photo booth, say for a wedding, um, is the guest book. That's yeah. one of the most important pivotal moments for the reason why someone buys a photo booth is because they get this guest book filled with photos and, and messages and everything else. And the problem is, what we found was that we knew of some horror stories from mm-hmm. other other providers of this service where they weren't taking the the responsibility of looking after the guest book well enough yeah right so as we talked about yesterday the one thing we don't do is moan about the competition yeah. and try and shoot them down the better way to deal with that was to say well okay this is how we deal with the guest book mm. but we couldn't necessarily wedge that into a sales conversation mm. very well so what we did is we created a blog post yes all about why a guest book is so very important at a wedding and why a photo booth is the thing that makes sure that that guest book is the best thing or one of the best yeah. things that you get from the the wedding evening, yeah. right? So um, that, it was it's a lot more powerful then to be able to direct someone to that blog because well, it positioned us really well in that space. Yeah, right? and a lot more appropriate because another example along the same lines was um, we felt passionately about there was some scams going on in the mm. Facebook world, wasn't there? And people were mm. getting burnt. And we, we were getting phone calls from couples where somebody had let them down just a few days before their wedding yeah. because they'd done this kind of gazumping where they take a, a booking earlier in the year or the year before and then someone comes along closer to that date, wants to pay more, and they'll drop the original booking. Yeah. And... Us, and like sometimes a week before that yeah. person's wedding. But us telling someone that would sound a bit like sour grapes or yeah, that yeah. we were just trying to badmouth somebody else. We really kind of needed to elaborate and explain that this happens and it, it's genuine and we don't want it to happen to people. So I think the only way we could have ever have done that was properly in a, bo- in a blog post. Yeah, well, I ended blog up post? doing... What's blog, a blog post? A blog, post. <laughs> blog post. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we did a... I mean, there was some outright criminal behaviour going yeah, absolutely. on. So we ended up doing a, I think I did a video and, a, and we did a blog um, yeah. calling out those companies that were actually doing. Yeah. See, that wasn't a competitor shutdown. That was a, these guys are criminals. And, no. some, of, and some, some of those individuals ended up going to jail yeah. for some of that activity. But it would have come across wrong if you were just using that in your sales pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. It would have, it, 
Well, and there's only so much you can say to somebody mm. on an email or on like or on a sales call or whatever it yeah. is. Whereas, so the great thing of like the great thing you said about it, the, the blog posts are evergreen and everything else is that it allows you to to paint a whole picture yeah. without feeling like you're shoving information down someone's yeah. throat all at once. And also the great thing is that you don't necessarily always know why someone's buying your service. The thing, like you mentioned on a previous episode, that it took us it took us a long time before we realised that um, prop boxes for yeah. the photo booth was as important, well, as important to our customer or some customers as anything else. Yeah. Like in probably in some cases, the most important aspect to the photo yeah. booth hire. But for you and I, it was like, well, how's that more important than image quality and the guest yeah. book? And um, but for them, that was it. And so, and it wasn't until we raised that with the customers yeah. that we then changed our priorities. So yeah. having blog posts that outline all the different aspects of your service in detail and why it's important to have that as part of your service, but as independent blog posts, mm-hmm. speaks to all of those different types of customers and the reasons they buy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so what was that, getting in depth? So another one um, along the same lines is just to show off your expertise, right? Mm. You know, build, build your authority, um, build trust, um, and, and really kind of show off why, why you're the choice, really. Yeah. Show off what you can do, um, you know, your, your, your experience, your history, uh, as I said before, your case studies. It, yeah. gives you, it gives you a real platform to show off again without sounding salesy yeah. um, because you're just genuinely talking from the heart about what you do. Well, and you'll get um, others in your industry. If you're, if you're regularly writing blogs and, you're known, and your business becomes known for being a content creator, that's specifically talking about your industry you'll you'll find that others in your industry will share your content yeah because most people most business owners will have a challenge with producing content all the time so they often try and swipe other people's content not necessarily rebrand it as their own because obviously there's a consequence to that but they will repost your stuff and links to your stuff you need to support your argument a lot of the time you know within this podcast i always refer to other people's podcasts blog posts and stuff that i've read Mm. when i kind of back want to back up what i'm saying um with evidence so yeah if if you if you're writing good quality articles and and the key there is it does need to be good quality content um people will reuse that as well yeah and i don't know if you cover it do you cover this about blog writers generally that you can employ not uh not yet but you are going to. I will be. Oh, okay. I won't say anything <laughs> on that then for the minute. Okay. <laughs> this is such a pol- <coughs> polished show. We know exactly what we're Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have a meeting beforehand. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and posting on social. Um, so that's one of the, the biggest things. You know, a, a decent piece of content, like a thousand word blog post, can, can generate like a couple of weeks worth of decent oh. of content from posts across all different platforms, uh, video content, like little infographics and explainers, Pinterest, all sorts of stuff. Well, it's can... more than a couple of weeks because if you've got a thousand word blog post about a specific aspect of your business or whatever it is, you can actually break that down for months, but yeah. you just literally drop it in one day a week. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you had seven blogs, you could effectively have like what every Tuesday you're only talking about like if I go back to the guest book scenario Smiley Booth only talks about guest books on a Tuesday yeah and all it is is it's lifted content from yeah. that that one blog post and we could 
if you've got a thousand words, you yeah. could rain it out for three months worth yeah, of and, content. Yeah, and incorporating the evergreen, if you've got something seasonal that you think, oh, well, that's not evergreen, oh, you know, yeah. a Christmas post, you just update it for yeah. the following year. And then that, that goes out and it gets it gets more traction because it's it's update, you know, I, I don't know, it's called something something 20, 2020 rather than something something 2019. Um, so Google picks up on that, but it's also got the authority and the history have, of having been there for a while. So you get kind of like a double Oh uh, yeah, so many blogs and YouTube videos, by the way, so many, yeah, so many pieces same. of content. They're, the, they're a piece of content that might have been written two, three years ago, but all they've done is they've just changed it for, to 2020 or yeah, 2019 to 2021. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so you can get tons and I really, we really do mean tons of of social content from a blog, blog yeah. post and it's a good thing to do as well because again it gives you this kind of cohesive approach yeah. to your your post you're not just shoving something out there because you you felt like it that day you yeah. know it's actually got some kind of strategy behind it um making connections as well it's a, it's a great way of making connections either writing guest posts for other people's blogs mm. or inviting people to comment on yours or write a guest post for your website it's a, it's a great way of building connections um, and we found that and a podcast isn't quite the same as the blog it's very similar um strategy but we found that with this haven't we we we're, we've been able to build great connections with people quite yeah. early on. I mean, we've only been doing this for a month and a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it really gives you that kind of platform to be able to do that with someone. Oh, yeah. It definitely opens doors. If you're, if you're putting yourself forward as a content creator in your industry, um, at, because it's reciprocal, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's if you're, we, we have, we were just talking before this episode started that um, we, we've got a list of guests that are coming on board over the coming mm. weeks. And a number of those guests have approached us yes. and said, right, I want to be on your show. And it's like, well, we've only been doing the show a month and yeah. a half, you know. But the reason why they want to do that is because, one, we're interested, when they tell us what they do, we're like, well, that sounds really interesting. We'll definitely mm. have a chat with you. But they get the benefit of our audience and we get the benefit of their audience. Yeah. And and it's, yeah, it's all reciprocal. But we also do, we, we talk about this to um, our franchisees about they're doing an event um, at a particular venue, for mm-hmm. example, it's they will write a blog about the event and that venue because then what happens is as that as the search engine optimization kicks in and as Google starts to rank that particular post, um, what it'll do is it will pick up the venue's details yeah. within that as well. So, and if you've set the blog up correctly, eventually what will happen is every time that that venue is searched online, your blog post mm-hmm. will also pop up. But and also, even if you just tag the venue or tell the venue yeah. that you're going to be writing about it, you know, they'll share it on their own platforms as well. Yeah, all their social media. Exactly, because it's marketing for them. I mean, we used to do it um, when, when we did Smiley Booth originally, before we had franchisees, and we did it ourselves. Um, we used to tag the venue if there was any kind of like a band or, yeah. I don't know, a magician or something like that we'd met yeah. in the night, we'd kind of tag them as well. And, mm. and you'd get this kind of very holistic, natural sharing that everybody would be doing and it benefits everyone. Yeah, because everybody's audience is getting eyes on yeah. effectively your content and your website because it's hosted on your website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's content creation in your business as a small business owner is, is paramount. I mean, if you think about it, everything else costs you a load of money mm. to get eyes on your stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, where are we? Is that 11 yet? <laughs> I think I'm on six or seven. Oh, internal linking—that was the one. So I, these are very kind of scribbled notes. I've well, if today. you've listened to any one of our episodes before, you'll know that Kate's 
awesome uh, at preparing. When it comes to numbers. But when it comes, yeah, when it comes to the <laughs> lists, you always get lost. I do. Um, internal linking is another great one. So, um, in a kind of giving people signposting around your website in a way. So if you're, you, you've are you got a blog about a specific topic, but it, it relates to this product and that service or that, that blog post might be interesting to them. You can build your links into your blog post all the way through. Mm. And you see that on a lot of blog posts, you know, oh, if you like this article, this might be interesting to yeah. you. Or And it, it gives, you're, you're kind of signposting the right customers for the right products around So hang on, are you site? internal linking with your, your own site? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for example, when we were talking about a guestbook blog mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. it would be that we might reference how important the image quality is for the photos themselves, yes. for the photo booth, uh, and here's a link to the... A blog post about image quality. Right, I see. But you might also have a, log, a blog post, sorry, a link even... Oh my words out um to uh, the guest books that you sell Great. yeah um and uh, and then you might have a, a link to um a case study where it was like the most filled guest book ever or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. so it, you can really kind of signpost people around your website with things that they're interested in because if they're already reading that blog post they're interested in that topic yeah and keeping people on your website the length of time you keep somebody on your website is really important is it just in terms of that it the the, their uh, desire to actually buy something or inquire from you increases exponentially the longer they spend on that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got um, a service or product that's, how do I say this, that's a kind of future interest to people. So you're not just kind of selling a, a one-off product. Uh, and again, that's what we found a little bit difficult with the photo booth industry is that our customers, although we would get repeat business from corporates and stuff, you know, most people touch wood only get married once. So it was mm. difficult to build that kind of repeat business with people. But if you do have something where people are going to be continually researching stuff, so for example, like a travel blog, for right. example, so people that are interested in travel are interested in travel full stop. You know, yeah. they, they're they always going to be looking at various different things. Well, it's a genre as, a, as opposed to a particular, a specific yeah. product. Or yeah, well, if you've got a business within that a genre like right. that. So something, something like travel is, is a really good example. I've completely forgotten where I was going with this. Um, oh, yeah, so <laughs> you can build up your um, email list through that. Right. So if you're writing interesting articles that people keep coming back to, they'll go on your email list because yeah. they want to, you know, it's, it's harder and harder to get people on your email list nowadays because people are so busy and everyone's got an email list. But if you've got something of interest and you, you write well, then, um, and we'll, we'll come to, if you don't feel you write well yourself, how you can get other people to write for you. But if, if you're delivering these interesting um, blogs, then people will want to go on your mailing list because they'll, they'll want to keep easily finding that rather than needing to go back to the website. So do you think email's as important as it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. If anything, it's probably coming back round. Really? Yeah, because um, social is so busy. Right. Um, and there's so many platforms now as well. That's why, um, you know, something like this clubhouse that everyone's talking about is is so interesting for me because it's just audio. There's no distractions. Right, okay. So whereas when we're on social, we're so distracted. Yeah, oh, I see. So the fact that it's not on a social media yeah. platform means it's it's more direct, yeah, it's email, more clear. Yeah, email, you'll read it without being taken off by all these adverts elsewhere. Uh, I see, I so, see, yeah, I see. If you, uh, an email list is still really valuable. And it's somebody that really, if somebody's given you their email address, they want to hear from you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, and that's where you've got to be careful about how you get emails. Yes. Right, because if you do it in a sly way, yeah, then they've they've not nearly invested. Like as in, I'm not going to allow you to see this page until you give my email yeah, address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's not really 
the, that person's just trying to get access to the page. They're not they're not giving you the email address because they want to hear more from you. Yeah. Um. So you will have a huge percentage of that those opt ins. Yes. That will just end up either not reading it or counting you as spam yeah. down the yeah. road. Um. But going, if that clubhouse thing, by the way, is really interesting as well. Just to comment on that, um, just very quickly, if anybody. It, yeah, if anyone's got an invite, by the way, I'd love one. <laughs> oh, yeah, if anyone's listening to this and is part of Clubhouse, yeah, ping us an email or message and say, look, I have an invite because we want access. So basically, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Clubhouse is a new social media platform that was released, I think it was something like April of 2020 or something was like that. Was that long ago? Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically what it is, is it's, it's a social media platform, but there's no... You, it's basically all audio. So, and there's these chat rooms that you go to, you get invited to. Uh, so we understand. We don't, we're not in it yet. So yeah. we don't, but there's some pretty high profile individuals in in there. So let's say, like, if you listen to this podcast, it's likely that you have some interest in running a business, being in business or whatever, or, or mindset and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in Clubhouse currently that are in that niche, right? So, and what they'll do is they'll create a little room, as I understand it, um, invite people to come in and they'll just talk about a particular topic and share ideas, strategies and everything else. And the reason why everyone's so excited about it and want to get involved in it at the moment is because it's it's just all value, isn't it? It's people sharing great ideas and content without any of the current nonsense, yes, right? Exactly. It's, um, if you look at the current social media platforms out there at the moment, most of them, the, the, especially the mainstream ones, they're not really adding much in the way of no. value for your life, right? Yeah. If you look at TikTok, yeah. it's a lot of nonsense a lot yeah. of the time on there. You don't, you don't, I've, I have to post on there for Smiling Entrepreneurs, but every now and then when I, I get sucked into it for a second, I, I don't feel good no. about being on that platform. And um, But, yeah, this seems to be it's really hard to get in. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's what Clubhouse is. Yeah. Sorry, just no, to explain right. it. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they're the, the kind of reasons um, to have a blog um, for your website. Um, and so I just want to kind of move on to um, – some kind of techniques to that you, you should be including in your in your uh, blog. So the first thing is the headline. You obviously want a compelling headline for people to read it, um, and that's regardless of whether you want to be kind of trying to get people on um, from a Google perspective, because um, you do need your, your keyword in there. But just even if you want people to read it full stop, you know, if you're, you're posting the headline headline on your social or you've put it in an email or whatever, people still aren't going to click on it if it sounds like dull. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, there's ways you can do do that. Is um, we we did a blog a, a blogcast. I keep saying that a it's podcast. A whole new word, yeah. <laughs> there probably is a thing called a blogcast. Um, we did a podcast. Um, uh couple of weeks before Christmas, one of the Marketing Mondays where we talked about... Uh, podcast top- episode. Because it yeah. always sounds like, when you say we did a podcast, it always sounds like we have like loads of podcasts. Oh, sorry, podcast episode. Um, or show, as I like yeah, to call it. A show. <laughs> that sounds really over-inflated. Um, it was a Marketing Monday one where we talked about top tools uh, to use in your business. And, right. and one of them was a headline analyzer, um, which is really useful for getting... Um, you kind of get like a, a green gauge as to yeah. whether your your headlines um compelling and and isn't that a free tool that you can grab yeah there's, there's, a, there's a several i'll put a link to it on the smiling entrepreneurs website for this right. for the show notes for this um podcast episode yeah. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll put a couple of links up, but they're really, really useful. Co-schedule is the one I use most of the time. Co-schedule. Co-schedule. Right. Um, and then um, getting your keywords in there is, is essential for you to be found. Um, so again, if you go back to the one that I was looking for for my birthday, um, you would put obviously birthday and birthday ideas and birthday lockdown ideas. These are all kind of keywords that you'd be um, for the particular one that I was searching for, you'd be right. looking to put in. And you have what's called um, short, short, uh, short tail and long tail keywords as well. So short keywords are just literally birthday, birthday party. They're quite short. Right. Uh, but long tail is when it's much more, more of a sentence. Okay. You know, so birthday ideas in the lockdown or right. something like, along those lines. So because we talked about this the other day about how, like, not going with a negative like on titles, but how you could, how a lot of blogs will so like re reference the pain in their title. So like, and then the rest of the blog is all about solving that pain. Yeah. So when you're like, so for example, you said birthday ideas and stuff like that for your big birthday. Yeah. One blog. Yeah. Per highlight might be something like 10 things to absolutely avoid on your whatever birthday or it might yeah. be like how to beat the birthday lockdown blues or something like that so yeah. you're you're showing you're you're acknowledging the negative but by clicking on that article you know there's going to be a positive outcome yeah. for that if that is if that makes sense yeah because I, I, I the reason why i say it's erasing this is because if you're just getting into blog blog posting it's really good to you effectively if you're in business you're solving us you're solving a problem for somebody and also, you know how deep that problem can go for some mm. people. So, so sometimes just to get the creative engine going, yeah. it's it's good to focus on, well, what is the common problem that my yeah. my customers have, and how do we solve it, and yeah. then and then flip the story on that. Yeah, and look at what other blogs are out there as yeah. well, um, yeah. and um, you know, see how other people are doing it, and just amend your title slightly. Or if it's an older blog post, it, you you can use the the same title, and just by the sheer fact that yours is now, um, yeah. that you you'll you'll get ranked higher. So you can put you know in twenty twenty one or whatever it is. Well, it goes back to that thing that we said before that you've got to study your craft. Yeah. Right. So consuming content, yeah. industry content, um, on a regular basis, every day or every week. Is really important because that feeds that creative space for you yeah. and your own business and creative. And if you have a uh, WordPress website or or blog site, um, there's plugins that you can get. Uh, just I use something called Yoast, but there's loads out there um, where it will give you a score on your whole article um, that says how SEO friendly it is. So that's how many times that you've mentioned your keywords, um, whether your keywords are included in the like blog description that Google shows, all sorts of little techniques um, and how readable your blog post is as well so that it's not lots of, uh, you know, ands and mm. it's it's short sentences and it's not too wordy and it's just how readable it is for people. Yeah. So that, that I find that quite a useful tool. And it is, um, of course, we know people that make a lot of money yeah, yeah. just writing blogs. Yeah. They don't even have a fun, like a core business. Yeah. For the blogs to be be there in the first place, but yeah. they, they their whole thing is just I'm just going to write blogs on in this genre, yeah. and they make a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, you can you, you can get people to write blogs for you on freelancer, um, uh, what well, all sorts of sites, Fiverr, all, all sorts of sites. Yeah. Um, and um, but one of the uh, I'll just segue into this slightly here because um, I'll come back to the other things that you should include in your blog. But going from what you just said, then one of the um, really good 
content uh, sorry um techniques and this is this is a slightly more advanced technique but is this skyscraper technique um which uh was started by a guy called Brian Dean in 2015 um and it's it's what we can provide for people as part of the marketing services that that we do but a skyscraper um blog is is a long long form blog so you're talking 1000 1500 words um and you find a piece of content and again there's tools and ways of doing this um that already has a, a, a lot of popularity so already has a lot of backlinks to it um lots of people referring to this blog post um and if you can find an older one even better how um, old's old three three four years okay maybe even two okay. yeah you know things change change quickly um and then create something better um so whether you can go more in depth whether you can go longer whether it is more now more recent right. um just create something better than what you're already seeing in this blog post and then you can reach out to all the people that are originally linked to that saying hey i've just written I know notice that you linked to so and so's blog post I've just written on the same topic um but my post is longer more recent or whatever right. it is would you like to link to my blog post as well and that's a great way of, So how do you find who who linked to that blog post That's there's tools on that oh, okay. um so again I can put the the tools on the smiling entrepreneur's website but okay. there's there's ways that you can uh, analyze where all the backlinks are coming from oh, wow. um to go to that blog post but it's yeah. it's a It's as I say it's a little bit more technical for some of our listeners that um that might be new to blog posting yeah. um but it is something that that we offer as well within within our marketing services is creating these skyscraper blog posts um and another place that you can go and find out a little bit more information about it is Russell Bronson talks about it a lot as well yeah. in in some of his stuff so it's um it's a way if you can just do one of those every couple of weeks um you've got some seriously good content that you can use in all the ways that we've just spoken about you can build relationships you can build connections you can get backlinks you can improve your SEO yeah. um you can get loads of social mileage out of it so yeah it's it's really worth putting the time in into those and if you are going to use a um blog writer from somewhere like freelancer or fiverr or something along those lines then do get someone that knows what they're doing Good, not yeah. just someone that's a good writer obviously that's essential but they need to know these and understand these these techniques yeah um because that's that's what makes them worth their money yeah and I, it just made me think in terms of um with with smiley boot and so on one of the uh one of the things that's really helped i think is having all of this content yeah. is is that it stops that buyer's remorse yes you know it's when there's when there's nothing that demonstrates your expertise yes. or anything that's set up today and someone's paid you a deposit or paid you some money um it, it, there's a less of a reason to walk away for that yeah. point it's a very reassuring when they see that you've got all of this stuff yeah well, and it's a lot easier to to get those people in the first place as well you know yeah. we we've talked about how how many kind of contact points you need with someone and in fact i've got some some stats here about like something like um not something like but actually 68% of people read about their brands that they're interested in yeah. online um 80% of people find new products from brands that they're already interested in through reading things like oh well, you know oh i didn't know they did that and oh i didn't know that happened well what i find crazy is there's there's, there's probably people out there listening to this right now who are thinking oh yeah it's not really for my business it's not really like i'm an electrician so why would i need to do or i fit alarms yeah. or, or whatever it is right i don't need to do i don't need to really worry about writing blogs that all sounds a bit kind of like that's not really where my customer base is mm. but if you're thinking that you're massively mistaken right yeah. because 
the the reality is they in fact those types of business are absolutely perfect yeah. for blogs because your audience if they're anything like me they need to be educated yeah, they around don't understand what you do and what makes you better than someone else well not just that well, i don't understand what the risks are yeah and and how i can and things can be improved and yeah. the reality is if you're if you're in those types of trades or anything like that you know when you walk on site into somebody's home or whatever it is and you have a conversation with someone very quickly if you're talking to somebody like me you'd be going well yeah you don't if you you realise if you did it this way instead of that way, you'd save a shed ton of money or yeah. that would work way better for you and all this kind of stuff. And for, and I'm always surprised. I mean, we had an electrician in here two, three weeks ago yeah. doing some stuff in here. <laughs> after I nearly died. Yeah, after you nearly died, yeah. <laughs> that, that We do talk about that on the episode, don't we? You got electrocuted. But, um, but if he'd have turned around and gone, do you know what? Look, there's different ways that you can do things here. I'll tell you what, why don't I just grab your email and I'll just keep you up to speed with stuff that's yeah, coming yeah. up, you know, and just yeah, and keep you checked in. I'd have yeah. been done or signed up. And yeah. I guarantee you, he, if he'd have done that and kept me informed and educated, right, yeah. constantly just drip feeding little pieces of useful information that might help run this house better, yeah? yeah? yeah. Then the next time anything falls over, he'd be the first guy to, I would call. Well, I'll give you an, an, another example. We've got chickens and we've never had chickens before since, yeah. since we hatched some eggs back in April of this the, year Easter yeah. Sunday that they hatched Easter Sunday yeah, they did. Um, and um, we have got no idea what we're doing at all no. and I'm always googling like we've got snow at the moment you know the chickens warm enough do I, what do I need to do to keep them warm and I go on blogs exactly um, and there is one blog in particular that I, I do <coughs> follow all the time it's called Backyard Chickens uh, and they they provide some really inf- useful information Unfortunately, they're in America, so yeah. I can't buy their products because obviously it's not very cost effective. But if I was in America, I'd be definitely buying, buying their all products their stuff yeah. because they're really knowledgeable and they're really good at what what they the, the information that they provide. And you know, if somebody if you're a chicken farmer and somebody said, "Oh, you should write a blog," I can guarantee you, ninety percent of them would go, "Why? why yeah, why? <laughs> why would I do that?" But it works. Well, I think that's the thing. I think a lot of the time we think our customer already knows everything. Yeah. You know, when we sell them a product or service, it's like we assume that that customer, because they've asked us for a very specific thing, we assume that they've done all the research and they know as much as, as we do, mm. right? And that's that's one of the mistakes of being in business is that you forget how much you know. Yeah. Because you're always scrambling around trying to fight, fight for the next sale and grow the business here. Going, yeah. You forget that you've got X number of years in this industry and your level of knowledge is massively higher than than Joe Bloggs. Yeah. And and you and you might be walking into a like that electrician. He could have walked yeah. into the home. He probably walked around and gone, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't do it like this. But they've obviously chosen to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So they obviously did their research, and that's that. So I don't. It's not for me to tell him otherwise. So no, it bloody is. <laughs> yeah. He should be telling us. He should be. He should once he's had that first contact with us, he should make it. He should make it his point to educate, think, right, I'm going to educate Lee over the next 12, 24 months about all the things that he could possibly do just to make his life easier, his home safer. Well, people and all are thirsty kind of for knowledge. Yeah. You know, they, they, people want to know how to how to do things. And we, as we've said on several podcasts, there is so much information out there nowadays yeah. that if you've got someone that you trust and just like our accountants that have been writing to us regularly with the information, yeah. I trust them. So... I don't go anywhere else for that knowledge no. now. I and they're just, expensive, right? Yeah. We could we could save ourselves a lot of money by yeah. going with a different accountant. Yeah. But 
we wouldn't trust anybody as no. much as we trust them. Well, and I don't bother even looking online now for for the government stuff. I'm just like, oh, where's that email that I saw exactly. a little while ago? So it, it's, yeah, it, it, it covers so many bases with, with Yeah, that. and we will continue to buy from our accountant and from anybody that takes and that time. And we recommend them constantly, don't we? All the time, yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's the thing with blog writing and things like that. You've got to get out of your head, um, like a one-hit sale on something. Yeah. It's like, okay... This, I, this person's, I've popped up on this person's radar. And if, if you listen to one of our previous Marketing Mondays, you, you where we talk about different marketing strategies, one of the things we talk about is the number of marketing messages someone receives in any given day. What did we say? It was like 11,000 or something mm. crazy like that that most people receive in any given day. So the fact that you have had somebody that is saying to you, I'm interested in buying your service, it's like, right, you should be thinking as a business owner, how do I make this a customer for life? Yeah. Like how is this? How do, it's like if you're selling bloody lawnmowers, mm. it's right. It's not they bought a lawnmower and then they go out and then they see you again. If you educate that person correctly around, okay, the maintenance strategies and all this kind of yeah. stuff, you can build a relationship where they're coming back to you every single year rather than reselling. All well, the time. and it might be that you can sell a load of other products and people think, oh, oh, well, I don't sell oil for the lawnmower and I don't sell this that and the other <clears throat> excuse me but um you, you can do that through affiliate links so yeah. that's another way that you can add to your income by recommending other products to your ready-made audience that have come to you in the first place yeah. without needing to have any stock yeah and um, so there's a whole nother way that you can make your blog work for you as well I think it's like it's it's almost like we have a responsibility of care for our customers yeah. right it's like the moment they become a customer it's like right okay I'm giving you this but you could be, you could have so much more, and your life could be so much better if you, if we could get you positioned down the road where you're this. Yeah. And most people in business have the expertise to take someone from there to there. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're doing hairdressing. It doesn't matter whatever it is. Yeah. You know that if I could just, because a lot of people don't buy from companies because they just don't know what questions, the right questions to yeah, ask. Yeah. That's why you hear the objection, or oh, I need to go talk to my other half, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It's because they're out of their depth, yeah. right? But if you if all but us business owners just took the responsibility of care and say, right, thank you very much for being a customer or showing, showing that you want to be a customer, let's make your life so much better. Let's yeah. educate you on that. And that's the beauty of blogs and everything else. If you approach it in that way, yeah. did you just stifle a yawn no, again? No, no, You no, had that yawn no. face. It's playing <laughs> so in the snow. You did it earlier, actually. No. Yes, you did. Did I? It's because we've been playing in the snow earlier. <laughs> So the other thing um, with your blog is to make it shareable. Um, and, and I don't just mean as in the content share worthy, which obviously you need to do anyway, um, but having links within your blog, um, you know, sh there's there's lots of ways that you can do that, mm. um, whether you do it or if you've got a web person to do it for you, but um, there's links to certain uh, social sites. So you can have like tweet this and pin this or yeah. whatever throughout your blog, which obviously makes people more in, it can encourage to share it and easier. They literally just click on it and it will yeah. be shared um, and to comment on it and things like that. So get people engaging and make it shareable. Um, also include images um, <laughs> because if you include good uh, relevant images and you need to kind of t um, title them correctly as well in the actual image file, but they can be picked up on Google image search. Yeah. So if someone's searching for a specific image for something, your your image could come up, which will think, oh, that's interesting, and they'll end up clicking back to your blog. Well, that ends up, yeah, that's a really interesting SEO strategy as well, because when they start, when people start then putting in, say for us, for example, Smiley Booth, a photo booth hire company, when they put that in, there's loads of images that come up yeah. that are related to Smiley Booth. So yeah. it's not necessarily just the articles 
but any images that we've created as a company yeah. pop up all over the place. And in fact, the images outnumber articles in most yeah. cases. Well, if your business is in any way image-led, which obviously ours is, but you know, if you're if you're a um, photographer, if you're a, a wedding dressmaker, a wedding cake maker, if you're an interior designer, mm -hmm. anything where people are going to want to see images of your stuff. Mm. Um, then it's imperative that you put lots of nice images within your blog posts. Well, we've talked before, images and video in particular is yeah. just critical in yeah, today's world. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing is to add a CTA, a call to action. Um, you mm -hmm. know, what, what is the purpose of that blog post? If you're sitting down to write a thousand word, 1500 blog post just because we've told you it's a good idea, you need some kind of um, goal for that piece of content so are you trying to build relationships are you trying to um get in front of other people do you want people to share it do you want to sell a particular product or promotion or whatever mm. it is and then ask people people won't do something unless you ask them to do it so yeah. um you know put put something within the towards the end of the blog post within the blog post that tells people what you want them to do yeah call to actions god how many times do we see people put content out there yeah. and they, they don't ask for the business yeah so it's important, and this is a little bit more strategic and probably not quite right for this particular episode, but because it forms part of your whole marketing strategy, because there are certain blogs that are about educating the marketplace, mm -hmm. and there are certain blogs that, like in, on a sales funnel, it's like you know that, well, they're not ready to buy here, no. like on the, if they're reading these types of blogs, but they are when they're over here. Yeah. So, so having that in mind when you're creating your content, it's like, well... If someone's asking, well, what the hell's a so coming back to Smiley Booth again? Someone's saying, well, what the hell's a photo booth hire? They're probably not in a I want to buy now position. No, you know. But if they're down the road in terms of how to choose the perfect guest book yeah. for your photo booth hire, yeah. we know that okay, if they're reading that one. They're in a more the buy now yes. category. Yeah. So the call to actions on that will be more leading into inquire if your date's available or, or something like that. Right. Whereas the, what the hell's a photo booth hire and why yeah. would I have one would be, okay, that's that. And the call to action there might be, but do you want to hear more information about how to make the photo booth hire even more? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where you'd ask yeah, for. Yeah, or, um, you know, uh, got any friends getting married late, uh, you know, soon, share this post with them or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something like that. But so, yeah, whatever happens, you've yeah. got to have a call to action of some sort, um, some kind of opt-in of some yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the last thing to, to say uh, on this topic is if you've, you've listened to all of this and you think, great, I really want to get started. This is, you're, you're completely right. I should be doing this in my business, but I hate writing or I'm mm. not a writer and this this brightens a life out of me. Mm. There's a few things you can do. One, um, if you're comfortable on video, you can create a YouTube channel. And it's very easy to have um, a, a vlog instead of a blog. So you're doing video content. And then that video content can just be transcribed and made into blog posts as well. So that's yeah. very easy. There's loads of websites and loads of freelancers that will do um, cost-effective transcribing um, services. Yeah. And th that you can create um, a blog off the back of your vlog. Um, uh, can I just jump in there very yeah. quickly? If you're not comfortable doing video, still do video. <laughs> it's like just keep doing it yeah yeah you will get more comfortable yeah you, you it's it's one of those things uh like we hate we've always hated video yeah but we're doing it every day and we've been doing it this is episode 55 yeah so we've been doing it for 55 days yeah, pretty yeah. much um doing video well actually no we didn't do uh we didn't do video for like the first couple Three of, of them yeah yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so the point is you you could still 
create video content but not publish it make it public but just get into the habit of creating it regularly till yeah. you are really comfortable with it because that's the future if you're not selling on video then uh, you're missing out yeah absolutely um and a, a, just a quick example not not sponsored at all um uh, a denise duffield thomas uh lucky bitch is her website if you have a quick look there you'll see what i mean by she does a video and then just underneath is the transcribed. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I first kind of saw the idea for it. Um, right. So she's also got YouTube away from her website, but each video is, is actually on the website, on the blog, and then it's just transcribed it's below it. It's so smart because it automatically ranks. It automatically, yeah. like Google will track both the video and yeah. the content. But written. also some people prefer to watch rather than read. Yeah. You know, so um, again, going back to my chickens, <laughs> that company has a whole YouTube channel as well um, showing you how to do certain things. Oh, really? That's how we roll. Anyway. Yeah. There's only so many things you should do with a chicken. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in a very similar vein, um, a podcast. Yeah. You know, if you would rather talk to your audience, um, but you don't want to be on camera, um, or for whatever reason, you just, you, cam, uh, video is not your thing, although it should be, but if it's not, um, a podcast, it does exactly the same thing, and you can you can transcribe the podcast as well um, into into a blog for your website. And then the last thing is just getting <coughs> someone to write it for you. Um, as we said, mm. there's, there's lots of blog writers, and don't think like, oh, I've got this quite obscure business, what does a blog writer know about? you know, writing for this, um, any decent blog writer will be able to take your ideas um, on a particular con topic and write about it. Um, a close friend of ours that's a great blog writer, yeah. she writes about all sorts, ice sculptures, which I was just like, how on earth do you write a blog yeah. on ice sculptures? Like finance stuff, um, what some of our other customers, oh, haulage. Yeah, and, she's entirely agnostic. Isn't yeah, she, she doesn't no... know about any of these things, but she can still write really well on them, and so can any decent blog writer. Yeah, she. Yeah, most good. Most good blog writers act like journalists. Yes. Basically, they just go off. They do the research, do the research on it, and then they they put it all together, and then they create this whatever it is because they they've got some talent on it. And I mean, she's a great example of somebody that can just. Do the research and then it would take a very short amount of time yeah. to actually produce the content itself. Yeah. We're always astounded at how fast she works. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she, if you've already created a video, sorry, just if you've already created the video or the or the podcast or whatever it is, and you've you've effectively created the parameters of the idea and then handing that to someone to write, they've got all the information they need. They yeah. just literally Well, you write. don't even need a blog writer, as I say, just a transcription service yeah. will do it for you. Yeah. Um, as long as you've it's just the SEO aspect well, it depends if you've thought out the content in the first place then right. even in your speech you'll be including certain keywords and stuff so it depends which way you've done it oh I see but um, okay. but again that's probably a bit too in depth for, for this particular podcast but yeah. um, but we podcast episode podcast episode <laughs> 55 <laughs> but we, we as I say we do um, include uh, skyscraper blog posts within um, our marketing services as well so mm. that's there if you want it cool um, that's it. That was episode, it. Yeah, that is. We're done. Episode you kind of You kind of fell off a cliff. You got to well, number done. 11 I've, and then you were like, oh, I've I'm done. I've finished it all. <laughs> well, well done. Cool. Okay. Well, that was episode 55, all about blogs and why, and you do need them. Yeah. And if you haven't got blogs as part of your business, then you're mad. Um, we need to do more of them. Yeah. We, we need to, um, improve our, our blog strategy for some of our businesses well i think we just need to employ some people because mm. that part because if you're watching this or listening to this and thinking oh, i haven't got time for that like we get it yeah. we've 
we are involved in delivering this daily podcast as well as uh, running Smiley Booth uh, Photo Booth Hire as well as running Say It and then our lives uh, (laughs) as a family. So And chickens. And chickens. (laughs) Doing all sorts of things with chickens. Um, But so I I do understand, but... um, and, and we're not we're not perfect in that respect, but yeah, your your business is is not moving as fast as it should be without a blog strategy. And one thing to say on that very finally is, like one company that um I I sort all their marketing strategy out for, and they were they were facing the same problem, but they have a team, they have staff, yeah, and we went to the team and just said, look, we need a blog strategy, guys, because it's gonna it's gonna create more work for you guys if we've just got this constant stuff and several members of that team put their hand up and said i want to write blogs and they every single week they write the blogs about their particular week or their services that they're doing and then we just uh curate them yeah and publish it yeah make them longer and then publish it so it doesn't necessarily always need to be on your shoulders you might have those resources within your your team already. Yeah, and and even just within your your network, um, I know someone that <coughs> runs a business, and it's it's his business. Um, but his wife does things like the the writing of the blogs and things, yeah. just because she wants to be involved and she likes doing it. So yeah. it may it may be that you've got um a friend or relative or someone that can then help you that wants to be involved. Yeah, and and if you start going down the road of looking at blogs. Because it's easy to, before you start to panic. Like we've spoken to, we've said it on a number of occasions to franchisees, you need to start writing blogs. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to happen all the time, and uh, <clears throat> and we've said this for years. Yeah. And they're of, they often act like a deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. and because they put this um, unnecessary pressure on what the content should be, mm-hmm. and uh, in fact, Gary Vaynerchuk, I saw him being interviewed. Uh, he was taking a load of questions. And someone uh, from a marketing firm, and a marketing firm said, "Quantity over quality. What's more important in marketing?" And he said, "Quality." Yeah. Uh, and no, sorry, quantity. he said, "Quantity right. is more important than quality." Right. And um, and they were like, "Really?" Right. And he said, "Yeah, because quality is um, oh, what's the term? Is what is it when it's from your eyes or my eyes? It's uh, like when perspective." Uh, not perspective. Um, oh, that's really annoying. <laughs> it kind of just completely landed flat. Um, is you know, if I say if I see it in my way or you see it in your way, yeah, can you think of perspective? <laughs> it's not perspective, it's not perspective, but anyway, you can't control the definition of quality. You you might think it's good quality, but somebody subjective. else, might. subjective, <laughs> there's the word, right? He said, quality is subjective, and I heard that and I was just like, that's so bloody true. It is, but you do have to be careful with blog posts because if you put a badly written 400 word blog post up there, that's that's useless in all honesty. Okay, all right. No, there should be structure. Yeah. Okay, and it shouldn't be, it, there should be a minimum standard. Yeah. Okay. But there shouldn't be, like, it, you're not writing for the times, is oh, what yeah. I'm trying to say, yeah. right? So take that pressure off. Well, and that just so. causes, causes procrastination exactly. anyway. Yeah. So just... Yeah, it doesn't need to be perfect by any means. No, and it's the quantity that's more important. It's like, to write a thousand words, it sounds daunting at first, but actually isn't. It's not yeah. that when you start, when you get in the habit of doing it, it's not bad at all. And the important thing is that you're just producing more and more and more content. And what you're what you would probably have noticed on this podcast, a running theme through all the episodes, is 
that it's you have to you have to be a publisher for your business. Yes. You have to be regularly producing an enormous amount of content for your business all the time because it's the only way you're going to get seen. You even if you produce a piece of content every day for a year. Well, that's only 365 pieces of content in a whole year. Yeah. If you're only producing one piece of content a week, it's only 52 pieces of content in a whole year. Yeah. You've got no chance. Zero. Yeah. In fact, one a day is very limited. You've got yeah. to be... Well, not, not necessarily a blog, though. You're not asking people to write a blog a day. No, I'm talking about content yeah, generally. So like but posts, most small businesses produce one piece of content a week yeah, yeah. at best, yeah. you know, on anything. Yeah. Uh, most small businesses have trouble just doing a regular Facebook post. Yeah, and it, I know it's, it. Uh, you know, the end of 2020 into 2021, lots of businesses are really struggling out there and, um, you know, t- times are tough. So you may think, oh, this is a luxury I can't afford at the moment. I, I'd love to get some help in that. But it will pay itself back it really, yeah, and quickly you. as well. It's it's a marketing um, investment that you you can't really afford to ignore. Um, and again, well, as in blog writing, well, or yeah, just generally content content creation. in general. But but um, <coughs> yeah, well, marketing content in general. Um, but again, going back to the the kind of blog writers that we work with, none of them have lost any clients over over no. this time because they all realise the importance of, of these services. Um, and if, if anything, they've got busier. Well, yeah, because one of the things you've got to be demonstrating is you're open for business. Yes. You know, yeah. That's the only reason why someone's going to buy from you. If they get any inclination that you're not around and you're not doing anything, then that's just another hurdle you've got to go. Yeah, business. and cutting through the noise because, you know, everyone's gone online. I mean, it was obviously an extremely busy place anyway, but now since 2020, it's it's even busier. Yeah. So you've got to cut through all the noise. I think, yeah, and we've said this on another episode, but you, you've just got to stop expecting, like, oh, I've done this work, I expect to return. Oh, nobody nobody looked at it last week. It's like, and? The whole, if you build it, they will come is not true. <laughs> yeah, you've got to just keep, you've just got to keep showing up every day, every day, content, content, like, Set your week out in terms of, okay, this week I'm going to have one blog post. This week I'm going to have seven Facebook posts. I'm going to have 20 TikToks or whatever it is. You know, it's like set your week out, set a minimum standard because if you're not doing that stuff, um, what's the alternative? you got to pay for AdWords. you got to pay for uh, Facebook ads or you've got to put yourself in a magazine or whatever it is. And you're basically just rolling a dice on a lot of that stuff. Well, and even if you are doing paid ads, because paid ads can be really successful for, well, they are really successful. Well, and we've seen that, right? Exactly, if you've got people that know what they're doing. But if you have your blog strategy and your content, that feeds it and makes it more successful. Exactly. If you've just got a standalone ad out there and then, you know, people are like, oh, this is interesting. They've clicked, they've gone in and then there's nothing else for them to see. Yeah. Off they go. Yeah. yeah. You need them to be able to go, oh, I really like this company. I, I did it myself the other day with... Um, a company that I've I've known of for a long time, but I just refound their stuff um, a couple of days ago was a company called The Happy Newspaper, which is all about happy yeah, news. Yeah. And, I, and I've always loved their stuff. I had no idea they've got this massive product range of just fun stuff that you can buy. And as I say, we've got this birthday coming up and I was like, oh, I can buy this stuff. You know, yeah. But I had no idea they did that until I kind of clicked a few links and I ended up on their website. Yeah. yeah but so. but they'd, already, you, they'd already built an enormous amount of goodwill with you. Yeah. So when it came to you then want looking at their product line, yeah. it's like you're already feeling good about their brand. You're yeah, already absolutely. feeling good about their absolutely. service. Yeah. And we've got to get, as business owners, we've got to get out of our heads of um, this like A to B sales process all the yeah. time in terms of, okay, I've done this and now I get a sale. It's yeah. like 
that's not the world we live in. We, right. There are, there's a small percentage, and I talked about that on a previous episode, where I think it is, of all your audience, like 3% are your buy it nows. Yeah. The other 97% are either not interested, not ready, or whatever it is, yeah. or need to know more, you know? So yeah. it's like, if you're always working only on 3%, you're missing such a massive percentage yeah, of your yeah, opportunity. Definitely. definitely. Cool. There you go, you got off your soapbox. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> You thought the episode had finished a few minutes ago, didn't you? But it hadn't. So, okay, cool. So that was episode 55. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, have a good day. Bye.